Hello, welcome to Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and today is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center where I look at the results from the Age of Sigmar events that have happened this weekend, five round events, and we look at, you know, that normally happen over two days, and we're going to look at them, which is really fun. We're going to look at a massive event in England called War in the Heartlands, as well as uh, the uh, event that Games Workshop were running over in the USA, and a bunch of other events from the USA as well. We have, and shout out to Warhammer Rob for helping me collate this information, 388 players playing across the world this uh, video. We've got England, USA, Australia, Germany, Portugal as well, which is really fun. In addition, there was also a really big team event happening in Denmark this weekend. So shout out to all the players playing there. And I hope they had a really good time. And of course, if you like this, if you like this show and you like supporting the show, then you can always support us on Patreon, which would be appreciated loads. Okay, let's go on with the video. The first event that we're going to be looking at today is the War in the Heartlands Act 3. This is an incredible event run every year in Leicester by Liam and Mark. It's just really, really good. And Tom, I think. I think Tom still helps out with it. It's really cool and it sells out every year. If you get the chance to go next year, please do check it out. It's got a Twitter page, War in the Heartlands. Twitter probably won't exist by next year, but still, <laughs> that's where it is for now. Um, and it's a wonderful event. At 100 people, at 100 people, it's consistently one of the biggest Age of Sigmar events that we have in the UK every year. Shout out to other events such as Brotherhood, organized by Chris Tomlin, which is a team event, which is really good. Uh, and pretty much any event that Mark Wilson runs as well, which are all around. Uh, also, as I've had a lot of confirmation in the chat that the food at this event was excellent, which is very, very rare. Very rare. So shout out to... Um, the food. I think it was curry like last year, but I'm not sure. Okay, so we got three five O's because there's such a huge event as a hundred people. So they got three five O's, which is fine. The other version of this, you could make them play eighteen rounds, but instead they just got three five O's, which is wonderful. So the three winners are uh, Max Barton, Dan Bradshaw, and Seb Donnelly. Uh, I think Dan won the event last year, so uh, you know he's still in that winners bracket. So congratulations to him, uh, Max and Dan, both on Team England. And I think this is Seb's ever first five O at like a major event, uh, and so Seb should be super chuffed with this. I know he will be. He doesn't necessarily consider himself to be like that tier of player, so he definitely should be all over the moon about this. If talk about what's in the list then most of them aren't a surprise with Dan's being kind of the interesting one of the three Max was running uh, this same list that we've seen played quite a lot now in the maggot kin of Nurgle befouling host this is the one that allows you to do a bunch of a summoning uh, or extra summoning effectively and then he's got a great unclean one the glockkin or got demon spew and then morbid x twice born sometimes you see the other version of this where you see the glockkin and you see three magoth lords this way, though, because you don't have a name character, that means you do get the opportunity to take um, the Nurgling Infestation command trait. But most importantly, in my opinion, the artifact, the Wither Stave, which means you're going to be doing more mortal wounds to units in uh, range, which is good. Glockkin has got a really uh, fun ability. Shout out to Terry for teaching me this in specifics. But if you get within 12, 18 inches of the Glockkin, no, if you get within 12 inches of the Glockkin with any unit, then the Glockkin can make any one of his units wholly within 18 inches counter charge. You would think it would be to charge the unit that got within 12, but that's not true. So even though you could have a unit really far away, you can make a unit counter charge at that unit. So it's a bit of, it's a bit uh, confusing to look out on the tabletop and it's very hard to manage um, and it's very, very effective. And when you do charge them in, you can charge in any of those four, obviously great monsters, great and clean one, Orgost and Morbid X. And then you've also got the Plague Bearers, which are also a problem as well, because when you do charge them in, they're basically gonna be blocking up your charges. And in addition, because of the summoning, they're able to summon a slippity blip-blop, <laughs> a sloppity bar piper, and then he can stop parlins. So it's kind of a counter charge um, movement blocking army, all orientated around the Glockin, and having a bunch of very difficult to kill um, and very survivable big monsters. Uh, but shout out to Max, he should be super chuffed with that. Over for uh, Seb's list, we'll talk about that first. Seb was running a Futhwan list with a Tidecaster, Lotan, and then just all the Alapexes and a Leviadon. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Alapexes, uh, which obviously they've got four shots at 24 inches and they move 14 with an effective. 28 inch range 20, no 24 38 inch range sorry uh 38 inch range and then they're like four shots and then it's rend one d3 damage and when you're doing that times nine so that's nearly 40 shots 36 shots and the leviadon is also doing another eight shots so you've got 44 shots doing d3 damage and then if you want you could do some combat it's very 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 good uh in my personal opinion and then dan's list while not not um 
wildly different to what we've seen previously for Starborn lists. Has changed it up a little bit, which I think is great. So he's running Starborn, Fangs of Sotek, Skink Oracle on Troglodon, Skink Starseer, Skink Star Priest, Lord Croak, and a Saurus Astroth Banabera. Then he's got a Saurus Guard, a unit of 20 Saurus Warriors, and then the Malevolent Maelstrom and the Aether Void Pendulum. The way in which this is different, though, is Dan's dropped the regular slam that you see people take. And the regular slant normally does two things. One, it allows you to deep strike a unit outside of seven inches. And also, in addition, what he does is um, every time you cast a spell, unbind a spell or whatever with that slant, then he's going to generate two celestial core points, which is like the summoning mechanic that you get for Seraphon instead of one. And he's dropped him in, in lieu of taking a unit of 20 Saurus Warriors, which is something a little bit different to what you normally see. So he's gone for a little bit more board control in this situation instead of just having everything sat in a castle at the back nice little change up and we've seen seraphon not doing it quite as well as possible maybe also though maybe there's been a drop in obr a representation we haven't seen obr as much um as we ha did see previously and maybe the drop in norm myriad is really helping lift these armies up either way dan's a great player um as is max and then seb also a great player but this is his first time he's done well i'm super happy for him and i'm glad he's well Four and a draw, which I think might be one of Baz's best results. Shout out to Baz, uh, Norman Jr. of the Warrior Lodge. He's our only four and a draw in this bracket, so slightly higher than a 4-1. He's got a Tidecaster and Lotan in his list. Then he's got a Leviadon and nine Alapexes. So turns out that this is a great list. Great list that's going to get nuked from orbit, I imagine. But they have been able to sell a lot of Alapexes, which is great. Well done to him. Well done, Baz. Looking at the four ones, we've got a veritable who's who's. A smorgasbord of gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> In the four one, we've got Craig Navmar. Namvar, sorry. Running Big War. Christian Noobs with Soulblight Gravelords. The incredible Rob Morris with a Shalaxi Hedonites of Sinesh 4-1. We'll talk about that in a sec. Kieran Bailey, wonderful, with a Big War. Jack Armstrong uh, with a uh, Stormcast Eternals list with Annihilators. Uh, Mark Sa Saunders with his Blades of Corn. Tom Marshall with his Maggotkin of Nurgle. Uh, William Holly, who lost in the final game to his teammate Seb in a team-lit civil war uh, with him losing and only getting the 4-1, but him running KO uh, with frigates. Tom Patton on the submarine with Gargants. Uh, Kieran Alanda with uh, trying a version of the Broken Skaven list. Dan Wright with Maggotkin of Nurgle. Uh, and I'm going to just shout out Jack Williams from Team Bash. Now, Jack didn't go 4-1, but I want to shout out Jack because Jack's 16. Yeah, he went to, his big, he went to a big 100-person event um uh, he's played a couple of my events before but he's 16 years old he's out there he's playing he reminds me a lot of like young chris caves uh it reminds me a lot of solomon uh, over from uh, ireland um both great young players doing super well um uh, so and like and his friend Vinny came to an event here the other day and Vinny took an event out so just just really great just super great people okay so let's look at the list shall we so our big war one of our big war lists is gobsprack or at weird knob mega boss or at war chanter brutes gore grunters gore grunters now big war and i'm going to talk about big war a couple of times over the course of today the simple thing with big war is is they change two different battle tactics for two different armies and big war is the coalescing of those two armies into one so the ability to score points is very easy for Big War when it comes to the secondary, so which is battle tactics. The primary, which is holding objectives, just requires them to have lots of units on the board and do some damage. And they can do that really well, obviously, with Brutes, Gore Grunters, all getting plus one damage from War Chanters. Mega Boss and More Crusher is obviously a big fighty character. And then one of the things that they do really well is obviously shutting down magic, thanks to Gobsprack, which is super easy. Okay, Soblet Grave Lords. We've got Vampire Lord, Necromancer, Manfred, White King on Skeletal Steed. King Morlach Velmorn and his host, 30 skeletons, two units of three fell bats, a pendulum, 10 black knights, five black knights in the list. Now, the black knights obviously are really great for pinning, but also for charging and doing a lot of damage. Fell bats are just your basic battle line, and your death rattle skeletons are for holding objectives, obviously, because they can recur, well, not recur, they can heal units back into them at the beginning of their turn, um, which is really good. And then you've obviously got Manfred, who's great in combat. But the real trick for Soulblight Gravelords, and I don't talk about it enough, same way when you look at a big war army. When you look at a big war army, it's not necessarily the units, although they are doing great stuff. It's not necessarily the units that are 
helping them score all the points to win. Soulbreak Gravelord's case, whichever version of Soulbreak Gravelords you're seeing, is their ability to return units onto objectives you weren't really expecting and being able to grab points all the time. It means your army has to play more spread out to try to screen out what are board-wide threats for being able to grab objectives from units that like are coming back at half strength and they do that in all of the turns it's quite annoying it's quite difficult and it means scoring the primary is a little harder than you necessarily think going into those matches so that's kind of what i think and there are some standout units manfred's obviously stand out quite obviously black knights are great as well then we got heat knights of Sinesh. now this is crazy crazy we got Shalaxi Hellbane, a Keeper of Secrets, a Contorted Epitome, and an Infernal Rapturous. Two units of Bliss Barbs, a unit of Seekers, and then a unit of Bliss Barb Seekers, and a unit of Mimradesh Painbringers. So, this is a toughie, because I know Rob. Rob plays a lot at my events here in the UK, um, and he's been pushing around uh, Sinesh a lot, and he's just been practicing time and again, and he hasn't really taken his foot off the gas when it comes to things like the Keeper of Secrets or Shalaxi. So I think this really just is a representation of someone having a lot of reps in with a specific army because he's just he knows what he's doing. Um, also, just good though, like pretty crazy that he's done so well with it. Shalaxi, I just don't rate at all. I don't know how Shalaxi's done so well. Keeper Secrets is really good because obviously you get to pile in and attack twice. And then you need that for Euphoric Killers, which is how you generate and scale points for your army, especially summoning points with the depravity points. So you would think um, that the Keeper of Secrets combo for being able to attack twice, which is one of the only, which is the only source of it in the army, would work like is good. I've just never seen it be good enough, but apparently it is, and he's done really well with it. So I just think this is just so good. Like, and Rob should be really proud of himself. So well done. Uh, we have another big wild list with a Swamp Caller Shaman on Pockrot, a Wurgar Prophet, Gobsprack, an Uruk Mega Boss on foot with the Destroyer artifact, an Uruk War Chanter, and Swamp Boss Scumdrek. Some Gut Rippers, some Brutes, a unit of ten. A unit of Hogrot Slitters, some Brute Ragers, and Manscure Bolt Boys. So, very much like I said before, uh, you've just got a lot of damage. Manscure Bolt Boys doing some shooting. Ragers, uh, very very big threat range, really, for a, what looks like a very small like a very small frontage unit. Big threat range, big damage. Um, and then, you know, all the other key pieces for helping that army work really well. And this one's got the Wurgog Prophet in, which is close to broken. Uh, to be honest. Uh, our Stormcast Eternals, Signs of the Storm list, has got three units of Night Judicator group with Griffhounds, a Lord Imperitant, Celestant Prime, and then one, two, three, four, five units of Annihilators, and a unit of Vanguard Raptors, Longstrike Crossbows. So this just does an outrageous amount of mortal wounds at range. Uh, before anyone in the chat starts shouting at me that, of course, Evocators and Dracolines are better, um, this is, I don't think, is ever likely to be a 5-0 list. I think this is always close to a 4-1, 5-0 list. Um, but it is very singular in what it does. It does a lot of mortal wounds at range that you can't stop in any way. And then it backs it up with a ton of shooting from the Night Judicators. And then the Annihilators drop down and do even more shooting. Your major problem is board presence and units that have got enough wounds to sink all of that damage you're going to do at range. That's going to be your main problem. Celestine Prime maybe is something to try and stop that and bring that back. Uh, but Celestine Prime will die just as much as anything. Uh, thank you to Sedlum in the chat for donating three gift subs. That's great. Blades of Corn Reapers of Vengeance. We've got Scarbrand, Bloodthirster from Sense of Rage, a Bloodmaster, Bloodthirster from Effect Fury, and a Slaughter Priest. Flesh Hounds, Blood Reavers, Flesh Hounds, Bloodletters. Big unit of 20 Bloodletters. Hexgorgeous Skulls and Wrath Axe. Hexgorgeous Skulls, I don't think you can leave home without it if you're playing, um, playing with Corn. Uh, ability to shut down enemy wizards is so incredibly good. Then you've just got the classic combo that we see here. Bloodthirster, um, uh, Bloodthirster from Unfettered Fury, which is obviously helps units move across the board faster and charge in easier, while also being a priest thanks to the Firebrand Command trait and the Artifact to Power Argath, the King of Blades, shutting down ward saves, is the power combo. Everything else is really just meat for the grinder, with the exception of the other threat in this army, which is the Bloodletters and the Bloodthirster and Sensant Rage, which is the big boom thirster. So you love to see it. So congratulations there. Megkin Nurgle, Blobe, Morbidex, Orgots, Rockbringer, Sorcerer, and the Glockkin, and then three units of Plague Bearers. Exactly what I talked about before. Summon Sloppy Barpiper, Counter Charge, don't let people play the game, score some points, and poop on some objectives. <laughs> Carriage and Overlords are playing Barracks on. This is Will, shout out to Will, with an Arcanaut Admiral, an Etheric Navigator, an Engine Master with Engine Harness, two units of six Engine Riggers, a unit of Arcanaut Company, and then two units of Arcanaut Frigate. I've said this before and I'll say this again, this is the best version of KO, especially if you then put Gotrek in the list, which is awesome. So Gotrek's going to be able to do the thing which K 
Carriage and Overlord struggle with most, which is grabbing the primary objective. They obviously have got incredibly easy battle tactics. Get in a, a boat, get out of a boat, dance on a boat, like be sick on a boat, any of those things. Like those are all the battle tactics, I think. I don't think there are any more. Get, yeah, that's basically what they are. Um, yeah, boats and hose. This is what it is. <laughs> but the, uh, the frigates also, because they're combat units, which go in line with the engine riggers, which also can be able to get out and fight at the same time, means that uh, you are having even more primary advantage here, which I think is really good. Uh, so Gotrek goes and holds objectives, fights on objectives, and generally creates a no-go zone until he's dealt with. And then the frigates also can just like slam into a certain section of the board, which is really good as well. I think it's my favorite build, 100%, and I, I really like the frigate KO. I think it's very, very active. Okay, Sons of Behemoth, take a tribe with a Kraken Eater, Kragnos, and King Brod. And then two Mancrusher Gargants. Gargants stand on objectives. This is an army that stands on objectives and it does big charges. Congratulations there. And then Skaven. Okay, we should, we're going to talk about this more later. This is Great Seer on Screaming Bell. Two of those. And a Great Seer on Foot. Plague Priest on Plague Furnace. Scabic Plague Seeker. And then the Plague Priest. Scabic is one of the key parts to how this list works. Because you effectively can shut down units being able to score objectives. Um, because you can claim it as yours until you deal with Scabic. Uh, and then everything else is just there for flavor. Two, three units of 20 clan rats, and then the big hitters in this army, 15 plague sensor bearers and 10 plague sensor bearers. Both of those are going to do outrageous damage to the enemy. Uh, and then a warp grinder for popping one of those units out of the ground, and a rattling gun, uh, which is great. Kieran's a great player. He likes, he's one of my favorite players to talk lists with. He's very techie. He likes creating these weird, fun lists. This is very much uh, similar to the Flesh Eater Quartz list that we saw um, uh, played before he got FAQ'd in that it was it was old mechanics that didn't really work in the new uh, iteration of the game and were broken, but Games Workshop hadn't seen through that loophole. Similar thing with Skaven. Um, because it was a copy and paste of the second edition book into the third edition book, there's some broken bits in there which they didn't really understand, especially when they then FAQ'd it in post. You are going to see me talking about Skaven more over the next few weeks. Understand that it's 100% going to get FAQ'd and needs to, uh, because it's it's pretty it's pretty janky, um, which is you know just not fun really. Okay, so Maggie, but Kieran's fun. Just gonna throw that out there. Right, Megakin and Urgle, Orgots, Morbid X, the Glockkin, create and clean one, three units of ten play bearers. I know you're going to be like, Rob, you've read that out before. I'll probably read it out again next week as well, okay? <laughs> uh, but well done to them. And then finally, Young Jack, 16 years old, with his Flesh Eater Courts. He's got an Abhorrent Arc Regent. He's got two of those. Abhorrent Royal, Royal Ghoul... Uh, an Abhorrent Ghoul King on Royal Terrorgeist, Crypt Haunter Courtier, and then nine Crypt Horrors, three Crypt Flares, two units of ten Crypt Ghouls, and the Chalice of Ushran. Then he's finally got that unit of 20 Beast Flayers. Now, the key element for how Flesh Eat Quartz work, well, as they work now, obviously in new book soon, what incredible models, is being able to fight twice. And that's a command ability. So you need the Royal Beast Flayers, which shut down the roar that you're going to get from enemy units. So that will stop the roar so that you can still do the command ability, which is fight twice. And then it's all about stacking attacks, either on a unit of Crypt Horrors or to stack a bunch of attacks on the Borrant Gorking Royal Terrorgeist and then go ham, as they say, and beat a bunch of stuff up. That's everything from uh, War in the Heartlands. Not really uh, anything that's particularly new. There's a lot of stuff that's on trend at the minute. You know, Nurgle, as an example, are very much on trend, um, which I think is very interesting. Sharks, very on trend at the minute, as is. We can see, we've already started to see Skaven over the past few weeks. We're going to see Skaven more in the future until it gets nerfed. And then um, I think that's about it from like the kind of stuff that we've seen. KO playing on how KO play, which is good. Corn playing how corn play, which is really good as well. No OBR though. One Soul Blight Grave Lords. I think that's something to talk about. Anyway, I hope everyone had a great oh, I know everyone had a great time. So well done to the TOs for running a great event. Our next event that we're going to talk about is the uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar World Championships of Warhammer. Um, uh, which is, uh, I, it's like a pyramid scheme that they do where like they, they crowdsource money from uh, local communities and run their own event from it, uh, which is fun. Anyway, so there was like some amount of players. I don't know. In fact, there were 88 players at this event. It what is a double elimination bracket. A double elimination bracket. So I do have a picture somewhere of what it looks like. So after you've played five rounds of Warhammer, if you did well in your group, you got into a top eight 
And then if you didn't do quite as well in your group, you then went into a redemption top eight, which is a knockout system. And then you played, it seems, for a million years until you got to the final, where we ended up with a winner, uh, is a simple answer. Now, I'm going to shout out the winner, Nicolas Tassone, because he, Spoonie, shout out to Spoon, Vive la France, uh, because he had an amazing run uh, with his Lumineth Realm Lords army. And most importantly, his run was amazing. After he'd played five games of Warhammer over two days, he then had to proceed to play another seven games of Warhammer over another two days. So already the mental, mental and physical toll that that would take on someone is astronomical and also wildly disrespectful of Games Workshop to put players through. However, Nicholas did really well himself and smashed it and had, in my personal opinion, one of the toughest runs you could probably have in competitive Age of Sigma. First up, he had to play the Meat King himself, Carson Whitlock from Canada, who did everyone in Canada proud and all Ogre fans by doing so well and getting through into the top cut. Then he had to play maybe one of the most competent players in all the world and definitely one of the most practiced and a member of the current world champion Danish team, Christopher Karmus with his OCR Bone Reapers. That's another tough match. Then he had to play, again, the incredibly well-known and also killer Ronya with Soulblight Gravelords, which is another tough match. Then had to play the legendary and incredibly well-practiced Phil Marshall with Gloomspike Gits. Phil also was suffering a little bit from some food poisoning, but I'm not going to hold that against... I'm not going to, like, you know, Nicholas did really well, and Nicholas played the game, so well done to him. And he's probably favoured in that matchup anyway for his ability to shut down all the, uh, uh, the additional moves for the squigs. So then he goes into the final, and he has to play another two games. Well, he has to play one game, so he has to play Tom Maudsley with his Skaven, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then he has to... If he beats Tom... He has to play Tom again because it's something called a double elimination, which is, I, I understand it because I don't know much about this. I think it's like a torture device used for no other reason than just to punish those players for having bought Age of Sigma armies to an event. So there we go. So after that punishing schedule, his final game taking more than four hours, his first game against Tom taking another three. So that's seven and a half hours for just two games of Warhammer incredible stuff and nicholas should be super proud so let's just take a look at his um his list he's running the luminous realm lords in zytrek with a scenario calagrave a cathalar techless and then at the light of altharion then 10 wardens five blade lords five dawn riders malevolent maelstrom spell portal umbo aether void pendulum and then two units more of five dawn riders so this is a fairly unconventional list in that it features a bunch of dawn riders and no sentinels but the thing that I think is worth talking about, obviously, and as will always be true, uh, is that uh, Teclis and Searing White Light is obviously phenomenal. Uh, that's all I got to say. He also had the Light of Altharion in there, which has obviously been such a hot pick ever since Worlds, uh, who's a great combat melee duelist. Think of him as a mini Gotrek. Teclis also has got all of the utility that many casters would love to take. For example, the ability to make command points cost more, uh, shutting down movement, um, because he's basically also a Bellacore via spells, which is good. As is the Cathalar. You have double Bellacore in this list via spells, but instead of Bellacore being for one turn, you can cast that every single turn from two different characters, uh, which is really powerful. So shutting down enemy units is very, very effective, especially if you do it every time. Uh, then Teclis can do all of that damage via Searing White Light. And then it's just on the other units to just pick objectives up where they can. Umbral Spell Portal for, again, uh, using Searing White Light range, Malevolent Maelstrom for doing AoE Mortal Wound damage, and Aether Void Pendulum uh, for doing more Mortal Wounds, which is cool. Then, finally, uh, and that's it, that's it, just an amazing play. Um, and he played some of the best players in the world, and he should be super chuffed with himself. A special congratulations to Spoon in that regard. Uh, sad for Tom, Tom's an excellent player. Tom came in in second place with his Skaven, running Gracier and Screaming Bell. Plague Priest on Plague Furnace, Gracier and Screaming Bell, Gracier and Screaming Bell. Plague Priest, Scabic Plague Seeker, two units of 20 Clan Rats, and then two units of 15 Plague Bearers. And then the Soul Scream Bridge in here as well. There's lots to say about how this list works. Uh, most importantly, the Gracier and Screaming Bell, if you think of them as ogre stone horns with a better save that's more survivable but they only cost 220 points and they can summon a vermin lord which costs 300 points from each one 
that gives you some indication of kind of how cooked that version of the models are and those that list is add on to that that you're able to of course cast fight on death which is called death frenzy in this list on a unit of plague sensor bearers which as i talked about earlier do a lot of damage in melee and then if you hit them back because they have a very weak save they're going to do even more damage is a really good way of just ensuring the opponent is going to lose a lot of models um uh, which is very very good and that's it that's how the list uh, works it's some a lot of stuff um body block with these big screaming bells and then charge it and then there's, there's some real tech if you haven't read it you should go and read scabic plague seekers uh, war scroll and also the war scroll of his um a plague pack effectively they can make it so you can't shut down you can't contest objectives until you've got to that unit and if you don't have shooting or even range magic it's going to be really tough to deal with so those are the two players that I've had. Both of the, uh, both the both matches that these two players played were streamed on French Wargaming Twitch. If you want to go check it out, um, they do try really hard to do the coverage, at least for the yeah for the two final matches in French and English, which is very much appreciated. Uh, especially as Games Workshop did such an incredibly piss poor job um, of representing Age of Sigma with a group of forty k players who didn't know how to stream Age of Sigma, which I felt was uh, really embarrassing. And I want to also shout out Thibaut as well from team belgium who jumped on the stream and streamed for close to eight hours having played three full days of warhammer he streamed for eight hours and brought us live age of sigma coverage in both english and french and again he is a wonderful person well done to tebow for helping bring it in so that's really good uh, so go check out those games if you want to go check them out the next event we're going to cover is the boys gt rochester where we had in new york city 80 players playing, which is wicked for Du Bois. I want to shout out one person in particular, Mr. Joe Pagano, because it was his birthday that weekend. Got a lot of love to give that guy, so shout out to him. This event was organized by Joshua Keel. Congratulations to him. And we had three 5-0s from this event as well, because it was a large event. Mr. Jordan Duncan, it says here, of the tough crowd, but don't forget he's also got a wonderful YouTube channel called Season of War, where you can go and watch him play wonderful bat reps against some other great people, not Baal. Ball sucks. Ball is awful. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also had Basil in Ferrara and Basil's Basil. No offense, Basil, you're perfect. Basil's first ever 5-0. Now, Basil's been playing Seraphon for so long. He was on Lustria Online in Warhammer Fantasy Battle Days. He is he's OG, is how he is. And he's got his big first 5-0, and I'm so happy uh, for him. And then we've got Derek Perham. Of the miscasters anonymous i don't think i know derek but loads of love to derek as well he's also running seraphon okay jordan um let's go uh after after his swim meet uh jordan was running his inet deepkin morphan army and he was running the keelan king uh, the obvious slap king as we know him with the uh, unstoppable fury command trait and void chill darkness mount trait which means he's minus one to wound or hit i forget which one i think it's minus one to wound uh but most importantly he gets loads of extra attacks uh, on the Achillean king a soul render and a lotan and then very different to list we've seen previously he had three units of reavers a unit of thralls and then two ishlin guard which is amazing uh you do not normally see most of these units and then an Achillean leviadon now leviadon obviously gives that plus one save out to all the units around it and on turn one an either deacon army is in cover so they have plus two to the save on the first turn. Most people make a mistake in trying to alpha strike an Idleth army early, and you shouldn't. The Reavers have really good shooting, and he did have 30 of them, so that's 60 shots. They're going to open up some lines. And then he's got the Eastling Guard and the Thralls to go in as well. But this is very interesting because it doesn't really have like a big punch unit. It just does a bunch of different stuff, which I think is interesting. So, um, like, this is good. It's just an MSU, multiple small units army. Uh, with lots of shooting, fighting, combined arms. That big Leviathan has got some good shooting as well. It's good in combat. Very, very uh, survivable. Uh, and well done to Jordan for running quite a unique list. He's done really well there. In second place, well, not second place, also on a 5-0, uh, Basil with Seraphon is running Skink Starseer with Blizzard, Slanster Namaster, uh, Lord Croak, Lestroth Banner Bear, and a Skink Star Priest. Then two units of Raptodon Chargers, a unit of Skinks. And then a unit of six Ripodactyl Riders, Pendulum, Gravetide, and then Malevolent Maelstrom. Now, uh, this is pretty cool because I have not seen Ripodactyls in a list in a very long time. 
And Basil has been someone who runs a lot of Seraphon when he can. Uh, switching up to take some rippers is really interesting. Very much like we saw with Dan over in the UK. Having some extra units is fun. Other than that, the list works as we expect it to work. With the Ashroth uh, Banner Bearer increasing the spell ranges for Croak. And then the Slant Star Master with the Lord of Celestial Resonance and the Space Vault Stave. Generating extra command points and also helping teleports out. Skink Stars here with a Blizzard to blow things away. And the Raptor John Chargers for going grab objectives. And then there's a Source Guard for bodyguarding units. So he should be super chuffed with himself. Well done to Basil. Got loads of love. Uh, then uh, our, th our other 5-0... Uh, Derek with his Seraphon uh, is not too dissimilar. Seraphon with Starborn, Starseer, Star Priest, Croak, Slan Starmaster, Ashroth Banabera, then a unit of 10 Raptodon Chargers, some Saurus Warriors, Saurus Guard, and a Bastillon with Arcasotec, Pendulum, and Suffocating Gravetide. The real question is with OBR going away, is this an increase in the popularity of Seraphon, knowing that they can finally put their models on the board and they're not going to get all the spell ignore that has been coming out of? Uh, OCR Bone Reapers previously. Interesting. Anyway, those are the five O's. Looking at the 4-1 bracket, we've got a, another smorgasbord of legends and heroes. Owen Jackson on the 4-1 with Beasts of Chaos. Eric Denhoff with the Daughters of Cain, uh, Marathian Some Snakes build. Jean-Francois Normand with his Disciples of Zinch, Guild of Summoners. Ridge Hanna, again from the Tough Crowd, but also Seasons of War, uh, with Gloomspite, Gits, Jaws and Mork. Sam Gould, with Seraphon Cottle's Claw, and maybe the very best way of ever scoring a Grand Strat you've ever seen. Let's talk about that in a minute. Shout out to Risa Wagner with the Monster Trucks. Only losing in the final. Teresa from Tough Crowd. Only losing in the final. Um, amazing stuff. Tom Ling, one of my favorite people ever. Magakin and Nurgle, Fowling Host. Barton Kenley, changing the script with Corn. Andy Trudnelli fighting raccoons and shooting storm fiends. Amazing list. And then Levan Shishavanava. Got that wrong. <laughs> uh, with his glue spike gits, glogs, mega mob. Uh, and then Josh Barron with his really cool Slaves to Darkness list, actually. That's what, he, that's what he's got. So let's talk through the list, shall we? The BC Chaos list, run by Owen, had a was in Dark Walkers, which is super important because obviously you can bring units off the board. Great Bray Shaman as the general instead of a Doom Bull as a general. BC Chaos Zangor Shaman and a Doom Bull. The Shaman's got a Merciless Blizzard. The Bray Shaman's job mainly is to give Owen Spellcasting Savant, which is three victory points, and hide him in a corner. Two units of 10 Ungor, a unit of 30 Ungor Raiders, and a unit of 10 Ungor. Now, normally you see those Ungor Raiders taken as individual 10s, but obviously uh, Owen decided to pump that up, which is really fun. And then two units of six Bulgore. And again, you normally see the Doom Bore as the general, but those two units of six Bulgore instead um, of having something like Bellacor in uh, to drop down and uh, attack the enemy, which is fun as well. So instead of a big unit of nine, just committing with a unit of six, which is very very cool uh, and then the pendulum in the list as well thank you to a bunch of o's in the chat for subscribing right we've got a daughters of cain calibron list with marathi obviously a melusite iron scale and then stithel the shade stalker and then it's two units of fighty snakes and a unit of bow snakes which is as you can imagine uh shooty shoots fighty fights that's how it works with marathi in the list um and then the disciples in each list has got a cursling it's in guild of summoners so you're going to be summoning Loads of Lords of Change. Cursling, Changecaster, a Magister, and a Zangor Shaman, with Bellacor in the list as well. And then, importantly, please don't forget that he's taken an upgrade, so he's got two spells on each one of his wizards, which is fun as well. Two units of 10 Karakakalites, unit 10 Pink Horrors, and then six Zangor Enlightened with a Malevolent Maelstrom, Umbral Spell Portal, and Term of Eyes. A lot of how these lists work is to cast as many spells as possible to summon more Lords of Change and to ramp up that summoning pool that also does damage at range as well. And Zinch as a castle build has definitely got a lot better recently thanks to things like Blizzard being far more effective, uh, which is very good for you know what is a very traditional castle army. The Gits list has got Scragrock, Madcap Shaman, 20 Stabbers which can control objectives from 9 inches away, which is very good, 36 Squig Herd and 2 units of 10 Boingrock Bounders. And then the Sports Black Fanatics, Gobblepalooza, and Sneaky Snufflers. These are definitely some of the strongest units that you can get inside Gits. Moonclan Stabbers are very good in being able to control where your opponent needs to go to stop you from scoring objectives. Squig Herd and also Boingrot Bounders are going to smash stuff. Um, and something needs to be 
uh, talked about. And then Sports Black Fanatics are very good inside uh, for uh, adding extra attacks. Gobbleblooza for buffing units and Sneaky Snufflers for buffing units as well. Our Seraphon list is in Coalesced, and this is Sam Gould's list. He's got Selicent Prime, Lord Croak, Soros Ashroth Banabera, 20 Soros Warriors, 6 Lancers, 5 Guard, 10 Skinks, and then Suffocating Gravetide. And the thing that you need to remember about this excellent little list is that it's in Coalesce, so it's reducing the damage down by 1 to a minimum of 1. So this eschews all of the summoning that you get for the other version of Seraphon. Instead, makes these units of Source Warriors and Agronon Lancers much more survivable. However, Croak is still an amazing AoE Mortal Wound damage piece at 410 points, as well as a good anti-caster. And so he's very effective still to have in this list, and I'm unsurprised that we're seeing more and more Croak inside of coalesced armies however my favorite trick from this whole army belonging to sam is that he uses his lord croak to get him the slaughter of sorcery grand strat which is where you've killed every wizard on the field and what he does is he <laughs> is he teleports his own croak which then can't be set up and then he just kills himself <laughs> which is amazing Amazing little tech. So, well done, so that's perfect, Sam. Teresa with her Ogre Mortarized Boldhead Army uh, is a Huskard on Thunder Tusk, a Huskard on Stonehorn, and then one, two, three Stonehorn Beast Riders and a Thunder Tusk Beast Riders. Incredible stuff. I know for a fact that they've all got little hats on them, uh, which is really cute. And Teresa's done an incredible job here. She already played really well at uh, Tough Castle, did really good. And now going 4 1 at this field, she's got to be feeling pumped. And she only lost in the final as well. She only lost game five, right? She lost game five. Unbelievable. Barton, oh no, not Barton. Tom Link with his Megakin Nurgle. Blobe, Great and Clean One, Morbid X, and Glockin with three units of 10 play bearers. Unless they do something in the Battle Scroll update, I'm going to keep reading that list out. Um, but you do get to hang out with Tom for three hours. So that's fun and worth playing against. Probably once. Um, and then Blades of Corn. This is by Barton. This is crazy. Scarbrand, Realmgor Ritualist, Corgus Cull, a Bloodmaster, a Slaughter Priest in this list as well. Then he's got a Blood Secretor in addition. And then, then a unit of Scions of the Flame, which is a Warcry Warband. A unit of 20 Blood Warriors. A unit of Claws of Karnak, reinforced, which is a pre-game move unit. A unit of Flesh Hounds. A unit of Furies. And then the Rathax Bleeding Icon of Hexgorgeous Skulls. And I honestly don't know how this works. That's what I'll say. It's a bunch of nonsense. Scarbrand is in there, so obviously just a lot of other stuff, and then Scarbrand does all of his work. Okay, but a lot of other stuff. And there's also 20 Blood Warriors, so there's a good like flank and spank kind of situation going on here. But other than that, crazy stuff. Uh, then Skaven, uh, and this is <laughs> it's Andy Trendelli, uh, and he is running Warlock Bombardier, Arch Warlock, Th nine storm fiends and then six storm fiends what's better than nine four storm fiends 15 storm fiends you know a clan rats okay and a warp grinder just absolutely blowing the competition away then our gloom spike gets list is glogs mega mob trug scrag rot dank hold fungoid web spinner fell water um rock gut trogoths a unit of six a unit of moon clan stabbers a gobba palooza in here as well some sneaky snufflers trug in there as well scrag rot the loon king um uh yeah just a glogs beggar bob loads of trolls with all of the buff pieces scragrot doing mortal wounds at range dank hole just getting battle tactics and grand strats fungoid cave shaman reducing the armor save and doing blizzard a web spinner with a teleport wizard if you want a teleport blizzard obviously after the priority roll uh rock guts for smashing face fell warts for redu reducing saves stabbers for holding objectives gobblepalooza for buffing which is cool and then finally slaves of darkness cabalist list with a Chaos Social Lord, two of them, a Saves to Darkness Demon Prince with the Command Trait Not to be Denied, and also the Conqueror's Crown, which I love. A unit of 10 Chaos Knights with the Mark of Nurgle, so you're pinning the opponent in. A unit of two units of Chaos Warriors with the Mark of Nurgle for holding objectives. A unit of Corvus Cabal for deep striking and getting a bat attack. And then a Mutilith Vortex Beast, and then six Varangard for just... With Mark of Corn for just... Smashing everyone to pieces. Uh, which is cool. Looks like an amazing, point, du Bois, uh, an amazing event, Du Bois. Love to go one year. Hope everyone had a great time. Our next event is the Renegade Open 2023, organized by Travis Winter and the Renegade Wargaming crew. 
uh, and it had 48 players playing in the heartland of the United States in Minneapolis. And in our 5-0 bracket, we've only got one person, Isaiah Ramchik of the Wisco Kings with his Sylvaneth Heartwood army. And this is Heartwood, so you get like plus one to wound against certain amount of units. You've got Alario the Everqueen, an Arch Revenant uh, with the Warsinger command trait, so making units move a bit faster. And then Colonel Hunters with Great Bows, a unit of six and a unit of three, and a unit of Tree Revenant and the Vengeful Skull Root. And then finally, a unit of Gossamid Archers. So, uh, you're able to use Lariel to summon an additional unit of three Colonel Thunters with Great Bows, taking you up to 12 Colonel Thunters with Great Bows. Then Lariel, thanks to the Warsinger, has got like an 18-inch threat range, moves forward, charges, and then obviously strikes and fade and brings us back to the back. Gossamid Archers are going to move up the board. They're going to screen, and then they're going to shoot. And then when you try to charge forward, they're going to uh, stand and shoot and move backwards. And then they're going to repeat the process again and again. Very cool list, very fun, um, very tough to deal with, very difficult to manage, doesn't play like a lot of like the mid-board fight armies, um, and is just very, very good. Looking at the four ones, and this event is so off-meta, it's like in another world, it's crazy. So we have got, in the 4-1 bracket, Jason Keeley with his Lumineth Realm Lords, Matt Casper with his Gloomspike Gears, Patrick Ottilino with his Stormcast Eternals, Corey Anderson with Slaves to Darkness, Daniel Dow with Cities of Sigma Hallow Heart, Paul Wilms with Nighthaunt the Emerald Host, Nathan Vosmer with his Stormcast Eternals Hallow Knights, Chris Prose with his Gloomspike Gears, all in the 4-1. Now, let's start going through these, shall we? Our Helon list is pretty normal. Sinari Cathalar, a wind mage, Severith, and two wind uh, two wind spirits, which we do not see very much anymore, which is very, very cool. Fun to see those in there. Two units of wind, wind chargers, a unit of wardens, and then 40 sentinels. So, you know, 40 sentinels still doing the job that they do, which is a lot of mortal wounds at range, but the wind spirits bopping around and doing a bunch of shooting and moving. Very cool. Very cool. Haven't seen that in a while. Love that. Then our Gloomspite Gits list is King's Gits with a Dankhold Trog boss, Scrag Rot and a Magcap Shaman, and then two units of 20 shooters, two units of six Rot Guts, and then two units of five Boing Rot Bounders, and ten Loon Smasher Fanatics. So the classic uh, shooters holding objectives, Rot Guts countercharging, Boing Rots, even units of five Boing Rots doing great stuff, and then the Dankhold and Scrag Rot, uh, Dankhold just scoring battle tactics and Grand Strats, and Scrag Rot just being amazing as a support piece in here as well. So just very solid. I love seeing the uniformity in those lists as well. Then the Stormcast list is nuts. Ionis Critborn in his first outing, a Knight Encanter, two units of four Storm Drake, uh, sorry, two units of two Storm Drake Guard, sorry, three units of two Storm Drake Guard, and then two units of Vanguard Raptors with long strike crossbows. So very old school. Your classic kind of like Stormcast list in many ways. However, with the introduction of the Knight Encanter, uh, sorry, of Ionis as the introduction, and he obviously is going to be really good at stopping healing from the enemy units, which I think is very, very good. Then, our Saves the Darkness list has got Bellacor, a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, and Eternus, which you never see. Then 10 Chosen with Sinesh, 20 Warriors with Nurgle, uh, which are great, like, kind of, hammer piece an anvil sorry they're an anvil and then we've got six ogroid theradons that are going to counter charge with the mark of corn and then nine corvus cabal for grabbing an objective and two units of six furries i know they're called furies i'm just saying furries to annoy you in the youtube comments so uh the chaos warriors are going to hold the center ground and then you're going to get counter charged by 10 chaos chosen or six ogroid theradons which is crazy amazing stuff love to see that then our Cities of Sigma Hallowheart list is the first time I get to read this out, which is very fun. Uh, but this is new Cities of Sigma. Battle Mage on Celestial Hurricaneum, Pontifex in Estra, Free Guild General on Griffin, two Alchemite Warforgers, and then two units of 10 Free Guild Steel Helms, 20 Fusiliers, 10 Fusiliers, and then two Free Guild Command Corps. Don't forget, the Cities FAQ did not nerf the Free Guild Command Corps' healing ability. And they're also not unique units. So you're going to be able to steal two command abilities off your opponent every turn. You're going to be able to return 63 worth of wounds either into your like infantry units or 
you're you know into your characters so your battle mage on Cesar Arcanum or your free girl marshall on griffin you can heal up to 18 wounds to one of those models which is nuts uh, the free girl general on griffin's got a great combat potential uh ren three damage four alchemite warforges giving everyone that's a human plus one save you're getting mortals on sixes to hit from everyone in range um which is good okay uh very good very cool very cool to see a hollow heart list out there uh how are cities performing overall this is the first time we've seen new cities uh in the lists so cities haven't had any other features so far and that's mainly because people have been waiting for the faq to come out and for them to be quote-unquote tournament legal so even though they've been out for a long time uh they haven't been officially out looking at our nighthawk list in the emerald host we've got our the drowner dreadblade harrow a spirit two spirit torments and then one two three four five six seven eight units of ten chain rasps three units of grim gas reapers and then another unit of chain gas and the blade guys for evidence as well so this is just a multiple small unit army doing a ton of charges which are going to debuff the enemy army uh, and then you go in with the grim gas to do a ton of damage our also great in combat as well very weird then our Stormcast Eternals list is a Stormkeep with Gardas, giving a 5-up ward aura to everyone around him. A Lord Celestine on Drakoth. Ionis is in the list as well. A Lord Relictor, a Knight Judicator with Griffhounds, and a Knight Arcanum. And then three units of Vindicators, and two units of Griffhounds, and the, Squest and the Quest of Soulsworn. And I honestly have no idea what this is doing. Doesn't seem to do any damage. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know what this list is doing at all, so I'm just going to move on. But great work. That's amazing. Going 4-1. And finally, Glimsite Gits with a Dankhold Trog boss. In Trog's Trog Herd. So Trog is in there as well. And then two Dankhold Trogoths. Two units of Fell Waters. And two Rock Gut units. Smashing it out. What an amazing event. What a wild meta at the Renegade Open. Hope everyone had a great time. Our next event is organized by one of the greatest people in all the world. Jared Coots. Coots. Can we get some love for him? This is the Lost Legion Gaming Club and their GT uh, over in Australia. And he's got 39 players playing this event. Uh, Nathan Thompson also helping run the event here. Shout out. I've actually got some pictures. It was being held at the Esplanade Leisure and Recreation Facility, which is an excellent little venue if you've never been. Uh, I love it there. The floors are particularly shiny if you've never been. Uh, it's great. Uh, it's heard that every time uh, someone would move, you would hear that, which uh, <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> uh, but the terrain looks amazing. Oh my God, look at the terrain. Wait, that looks like the stuff from, oh my God, the KO stuff looks fantastic. Excellent work, Coots. All right, really good. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that's the venue. Looks really cool. Uh, and Coots gave everyone who won a kiss. That's so sweet. That's lovely. <laughs> right, so uh, the event was won by, in our 5-0 bracket, to focus Nathan Thompson of the Lost Legion G-Long Club. Uh, shout out to him with his Caradron Overlords, Barak Urbaz army. He is running an Admiral with the X-Gruntrock command trait, which means that Thunder has become battle line. Then two units of Arkadot Company and a Gun Hauler. And then 15 Gruntrock Thunderers in an Ironclad. And one unit of engine riggers. So this is the old scoot and shoot. Teleport, shoot, 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 shoot. Get in, get out, shoot again. Scoot about, do a shoot. Do more shooting. Get out, Aether Chemist buff. Do a bit more shooting. Charge me, I'll shoot you, sir. Shoot, shoot, scoot a boot. 5-0. Amazing stuff. Uh, there's there's a little bit more tech to it than that. I don't want to I don't want to overload you with uh, you know technical information, but that's roughly roughly how it works. It's a scoot and shoot, uh, poot and toot. Looking at the four-one bracket, we've got some legends: Laszlo Nedenorowski with his Magikin and Nurgle, Lachlan McKenzie with his Sons of Behemoth, Kieran Coates, and uh, what is Kieran running? Uh, Kieran is running Skaven. Yes, Kieran is running Skaven, um, which is cool. And then Aaron Best with his Stormcast Eternals, Knights Excelsior list, and. If we could just get a shout out for Aaron in the comments, like his uh, buddy over in England. He's only 16 years old and he only dropped a single game. Love to see the new generation playing through. 
which is cool. And then Will Knight of Model Citizens with his KO Barrack Zon list. Right, let's look through the list, shall we? Our Nurgle list is a befouling host with Orgots, Blob, Slobbery Bar Piper, and the Glockkin. And a Poxbringer. Then some Plague Bearers and some Beasts of Nurgle. It's pretty much what I said to you previously about how the list works. But instead, you have a Slobbery Bar Piper already on the board, and then you charge some Beasts of Nurgles in and out, in and out, in and out. Our Sons of Behemoth list is a King Broad Stomp, which is a 40 wound Mega Gargant with a 5 up ward save. Absolutely genius. A Gatebreaker, a Gatebreaker, and a Kraken Eater. And they run forward and they stand on circles, which is very cool. Congratulations. Our Skaven list is a Vermin Lord Warbringer, a Screech Vermin King, a Gracier, twice, and then two Plague Priests. And then it's two units of 20 Clan Rats, and then two units of 10 Plague Sensor Bearers running around. And just doing a ton of damage in this list, which is very cool. Then our Stormcast Eternals list is a Knight Judicator with Griffhounds, twice, Knight Arcanum, a Lord Imperitant, and then one, two, three, four, five units of, no, four units of Annihilators with shields, and three units of Annihilators with Grand Hammers, and a unit of Vindicators as well. And the Everblaze Comet. Oh my god, this is such a great list. It's great. Comet does mortal wounds. Everyone drops down, does mortal wounds. Night Educators do mortal wounds. Uh, they do shooting at range. Night Arcanum has got Merciless Blizzard. Just great. Great. Great list. Uh, and then finally, uh, because Scoot and Shoot did so well, we do have a Scoot Get Out and Boot list. Uh, our final KO list is Brock Grungson, an Arcanaut Admiral, Etheric Navigator, three units of ten Arcanauts. 600 riggers, 300 riggers, and three Arcanaut frigates. Charge, get everyone out, do a ton of fighting, fly over units, shoot and scoot, but also put in the boot. Absolutely fantastic. Australia's an incredible meta. Uh, the place is great. Coots is wonderful. Um, and if you do get a chance to play in Australia, I think it's one of the most vibrant communities. It's so good. Like, really, really good. Same as, like, Sweden. Uh, they're just really good, healthy communities to play in. Hope everyone had a great time. Our next event is in Germany. And the event is called... <sighs> Pour one out for Rob in the chat, please, or in the comments. The event was called... Schenenraglerflen. To Tage Turene. Turnier. Turnier. That's not right. That's definitely got that wrong. It was organized by Andreas Holtlem. And it had 12 players playing in Germany. So our winning player, or the person in our 4-1 bracket, is Ulf Thiel, running a Sylvaneth Gnarl Root list. He has a Warsong Revenant, a Branch Witch, a Tree Lord Ancient, 10 Dryads, 2-5 Tree Revenants, and a Kurnoth Hunters with Great Swords, and then 3 Revenant Seekers, and a Tree Lord with a Spite Swarm Hive. So this is kind of your more classic Sylvaneth list, where you'll do some teleporting with your major threats, like the Kurnoth Hunters with Great Swords, and then your Tree Lord is going to stomp on units to make them fight last. And you're going to do a bunch of spells out of the Warsong Revenant. We can't also forget to shout out our 4-1, Andreas Hulter, in, uh, with his Seraphon Fangs of Sotek list. And he was running Slant Star Master, Croak, Ashroth Banabara, Skink Stars here. 10 Skinks, 5 Soros Guard, 5 Soros Guard. Ravenax Session Jaws, Aether Void Pendulum, and Malevolent Maelstrom. But he had Gotrek Gurnison. In his list as well. So it's Croak Bomb with Gotrek. Croak with a missile. Which is pretty fun. Like, just like, you know, I know this is a stat show, but like, just imagine that, like, you know, narratively. There's a wizard on a chair, literally just dropping meteors on people's heads. People are screaming left, right, and center. And then running at you is a half naked ginger dwarf, just two arm pumping with an axe held high ready to murder everyone amazing scenes amazing scenes very german i hope everyone had a great time at the event our next event is the ragnarok rumble sponsored by the nif the nine inch flails and uh, nine inch fails wargaming club organized also by dom just such a sweet human being anyway so we had 11 players playing at this event and the event was won by one of my sons phil sprignall of the nine inch fails running his fire slayers Greyfeard army Let's go through what's in the list. He's got an Auric Rune Master, an Auric Rune Father, and a Battlesmith. Then he's got two Grimhold Exiles, and then he has the allies, Eleanor and Elethor, 
the Eclipsian War Sages from the Luminous Realm Lords. Five Auric Hearthguard and then two lots of ten Volkite Berserkers. He then has two Grimwrath Berserkers and five Doomseekers, one of which has got the Draft of Magma Ale. And then the Eighth of the Void Pendulum and the Molten Infernoth. And I know you're asking yourself what the hell is going on here. And this is the absolute crazy cooked up. Uh, this is some trick shot stuff being played. This is a bunch of players that have been playing a lot now. And they're starting to flex. Elena Elethor have a line attack. They have a shooting attack that's like a line amount of damage. For every one damage the Doomseeker has taken up to, up to two. They can add plus one damage to their attack profile. So you have six attacks that are damaged three from each one of the two each one of the five doom seekers there's also ways to increase the amount of output that you get from the grim hold exile as well and phil currently in the chat told me that in one round one exile did 20 mortal wounds to a gatebreaker <laughs> so this is just a way of stacking a ton of damage on very small units and making them all delete stuff in a crazy crazy setup requires lots of play lots of setup to do phil's an exceptional player uh really good player uh like just very good um and so has done really well there uh to create a crazy list and then in second place in a 4-1 is a wonderful person christoph uh with his blades of corn reapers of vengeance well done to christoph i played him recently he's so great uh, with his Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster, a Bloodthirster and Sense of Rage, Scarbrand, a Bloodmaster, a Slaughter Priest, and Bellacore, a unit of Blood Reavers, a unit of Flesh Hounds, and then a unit of Ogroid Theradons. When I played Kristoff, I deleted everything in his army apart from one Bloodthirster on the first turn. He somehow still managed to achieve five battle tactics and end the game with models on the board. So he's a great player and he's done really well there. Well done to him. Uh, on the full one that's it for the stats this week that is it and uh okay there's been some really interesting stuff no obr zero obr and then more seraphon uh maybe a little bit late on that prediction but maybe something we're gonna see more and more oh actually hold on i almost forgot i apologize got one more little event normally we don't cover events that only have four rounds but i'm gonna do this because it's the start of a new tournament scene in Portugal, uh, which is really sweet. Uh, and over in Portugal, they held their first uh, big event, uh, which is cool. So you can see it here, organized by Pedro, and it was called Basla de Covos, <laughs> which is super fun. Uh, now they've got a smaller community over there. Uh, and so uh, building up this event, very much like where we've seen events in the Philippines and everything else, there are only 12 players at this event and they only played four rounds. But they used chess clocks, they convinced a bunch of the old players to play that hadn't played Age of Sigmar before, and they all got involved, which is awesome. Love to see that. So uh, shout out to Pedro for organizing the event. And in first place, I'm going to shout him out, is Nuno Neves with his Soul Black Gravelords list. He was running a Necromancer, well, two of them, in fact, Belladama Volga, Gorslav the Gravekeeper, Torgillus, a bunch of zombies, a unit of 16, two units of 20, some direwolves and tunes of 20 graveguard so your classic zombies on objectives exploding doing mortals graveguard coming in and doing all the damage and then that recursion that you see from soul Blade grave lords but the important part about this is that there was an event that was run in portugal and again love seeing those communities starting to grow and prosper like we've seen in the philippines like we've seen um uh in uh yeah just all over china we saw some events in china as well uh, which is cool so more events in more locations is excellent to see okay kind of meta wrap up now and think about what we've been seeing so far nurgle obviously i feels like it's a big takeaway nurgle are going to be something you see on a lot of uh tables over the next few weeks specifically also and because those armies are painted. We're already seeing them in the list, which means they're ready and they're, they're off to go. Seraphon as well. Maybe we've been waiting on a production meta. We're waiting to see more and more Seraphon armies play. But I'd expect to see Seraphon in there as well, especially if Bone Reapers keep getting dropped down um, in the game. Uh, first, Hallow Heart, which was fun. More Stormcast. It seems those battle tactics have really helped Stormcast feature on the top tables. Even if they're not racing through events, they are doing very, very well 
which has been very cool to see. Uh, we've seen some cheeky Ideneth wins in ways we weren't expecting. Alapex spam, obviously really good, but we've also seen um, uh, we've also seen you know other va build variations as well, which I think is quite interesting. Skaven, obviously, um, they are doing. They have this new build, which is probably something that needs to be addressed, in my opinion. But if it's not, then Skaven definitely could see more play on those top tables. And Plague Sensor Bearers have been doing incredibly well. And even if you were to remove maybe what's happening with the Graces on Screaming Bells, you would still see those Plague Sensor Bearers doing some really good stuff in addition. Um, I'm just trying to think through. What else have we seen? Uh, Fire Slayer is doing some funny stuff. That I, like, I love that. Uh, there were some really off-meta lists all across the board, uh, which is fun as well. We started to see a lot of those armies of renown come into play. King Brods is obviously always going to be something good. Trog's Trog Herd as well. Oh, we've seen Ionis featuring a few lists. So Ionis as well, which has been fun. There's been some standout performances, of course, from Shalaxi doing really well, uh, which has been fun. Uh, I think probably the big takeaway also from this weekend is, again, the community have been having conversations about chess clocks. I'll just put my 10 cents in here because it's really easy. When you sign up to an event, you pay some money and you basically you buy five halves of five games. You know, you sign up for five games, you get half of five games. Best way to keep track of how much time you've used in a game is to use a clock. Seems very simple and very easy. They're not scary and they're not worrying. And so you could use them if you can. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show. And if you enjoyed the stat show and you want to help support the stat center, then you can obviously support us on Patreon, leave comments, like, and subscribe. That would be cool.